Hello, people of Earth and and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the February 22nd, 2024 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior. Happy birthdays today to Candy Rassak's Grandniece Quinn, Abby Yarborough Citron, the late Steve Irwin, who would have been 62, James Hong, actress Drew Barrymore, who turns 49, George Washington, actress Julie Walters, who's 74, basketball player Julius Irving, TV actor Kyle McLaughlin, and stage actors Leah Solanga. 2019's How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, and Run the Race, 2002's Queen of the Damned, which was Aaliyah's final film, and 2013's Dark Sky's debut. Today marks the 12th anniversary of the premiere of 2012's John Carter. The March 9, 2012 release will go down in history as one of the biggest blockbuster, blockbuster, one of the biggest blockbuster flops ever in Hollywood. But let's not go there, shall we? Now, before I go on, I have a confession. I forgot some birthdays on last week's show. My cousin Leah Engelman's husband, C.V. Elie of Israel and Lisa Poss of Hyannis has birthdays February 16th. Mid-Cape Sports Scott Seaman, my cousin Rob Leader, John Travolta, who turned 70, Charlotte Allen, and my godfather Buzzy Harris' birthdays were February 18th. Yesterday was Ari Resnikoff's birthday and the late Alan Rickman's heavenly 78th birthday. Oops. I would also like to congratulate Carrie McCurdy of Cape Cod on the recent birth of her grandson. Moving on, actors Emily Blunt, Josh Gad, and Dakota Fanning were born February 23rd, which happens to be the debut date for 1940s Disney animated classic Pinocchio, 2018's Every Day, Annihilation and Game Night, 2007's The Number 23, and 1995's The Rumble in Bronx. I want to wish the Mid-Cape Sports Flash and the other Special Olympics of Massachusetts basketball teams playing community games on Saturday, February 24th, the very best of luck. Remember, you're all winners if you do your best, have fun, and show good sportsmanship. Regardless of what the scoreboard says, go Mid-Cape! February 24th happens to be the birthdays of actor Billy Zane, the late Steve Jobs, and voice actor Bryce Pappenbrook. It's also when 2017's Get Out, last year's Cocaine Bear, and JoJo's 2004 song Leave Get Out song all debut. The late George Harrison, actor Noah Jupe, wrestler Ric Flair, Actors Oliver and James Phelps and Sean Austin were all born February 25th, which happens to be the day 2000's Wonder Boys, 1993's In the Name of the Father, Passion of the Christ, Drive Angry from 2011, and 2002's We Were Soldiers debuted. I want to wish my roommate Cassie Laughlin and her birthday an early happy three-year anniversary. They started dating on February 26, 2021. Brett Bell, the late country singer Johnny Cash, singer Malika Bolton blow up birthday candles that day. 
the original Dragon Ball anime, 1993's How's End, 2021 films Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, The United States v. Billie Holiday, Tom and Jerry and the Father, and 2016's Gods of Egypt's premiered that day. The late Elizabeth Taylor, singer Josh Groban, actor Timothy Small, and Kate Mara were all born February 27th. Bob Marley, one love, got lots of love over the President's Day holiday weekend. The Bob Marley biopic following the late reggae musician Marley as he and his band Bob Walters recorded their smash 1997 album Exodus grossed $51 million in its opening after a bat in theaters Valentine's Day last week. It made $27.7 million in theaters between Friday and Sunday and has already made an additional $29 million overseas. As of right now, it's the third highest grossing movie of 2024 worldwide. It even set a record in Marley's home country of Jamaica for the largest movie of opening of all time there. While Bob Marley jammed his way to the top, he totally squished superhero film Madam Web like, well, a spider. <laughs> the domestic runner-up grossed $25.8 million after it also opened up Valentine's Day, but it only earned... $15.1 million over the weekend and an additional $25.7 million. It's described as the worst start any for ever any of Sony's Spider-Man related films and got not so great reviews. Add in its $80 million price tag plus the millions more on marketing, and Sony's looking up one big tangled mess. I don't think even Cassie Webb herself could have predicted this awful debut. After Martin Webb, the box office had Argyle in third place with $4.72 million over the weekend. According to IMDb.com, a card at the film's, at the film's ending states Bob Marley was 36 years old, when he passed in 1981. Kingsley ben who plays the musician, celebrated his 37th birthday during the film's shoot. Speaking of biopics, it was announced February 21st, Dwayne Johnson's production company, Seven Bucks Production, is in the development on a biopic about iconic and celebrated wrestler Ric Flair, who turns 20, 75 on the 25th. February 16th, it was announced that hot off filming Gladiator 2, director Ridley Scott will direct Paramount's Long in the Works untitled Bee Gees biopic. Shockingly, this is going to be the famous director's first music-centered directorial project. Sad news came from Extra TV today. Questions about Wendy Williams' health are finally being answered as the world learns she is suffering from dementia. A press release from the Rich Hill Group reveals Wendy, 59, is suffering from primal progressive aphasia and frontotemporal dementia, the same medical condition as Bruce Willis. Her caregivers, via the press release, said they want to 
correct and accurate and hurtful rumors about her health. The announcement states, in 2023, after undergoing a series, a battery of medical tests, Wendy was officially diagnosed with primal progressive aphasia and frontotemporal dementia, FTD. Aphasia, a condition affecting language and communication abilities and frontotemporal dementia, a progressive disorder impacting behavior and cognitive functions, have already presented significant hurdles in Wendy's life. It also noted, Wendy is still able to do many things for herself. Most importantly, she maintains her trademark sense of humor and is receiving the care she requires to make sure she is protected and that her needs are addressed. She's appreciative of the many kind thoughts and good wishes being sent her way. Williams also suffers from Graves' disease and lymphedema. The news comes just before the new two-part documentary, Where is Wendy Williams, drops on Lifetime on February 24th and 25th. Sorry, folks. Bong Joon-ho's next film won't be out this year. IGN.com reported yesterday, Warner Brothers has confirmed Parasite and Snowpiercer director Bong Joon-ho's upcoming sci-fi movie, Mickey 17, will hit cinemas, including IMAX, on January 31st, 2025. Until today, Mickey 17 had been without a release date for the past six weeks. The film was previously intended to arrive March 29, 2024. But in January, Warner Brothers brought forward the release of Godzilla vs. Kong The New Empire to that date and removed Mickey 17 from the schedule. Based on the Edward Ashton novel, Mickey 7, Mickey 17 stars Robert Pattinson as Mickey Barnes, a crew member on a space colonization mission who's known as an expendable. Expendables are sent on suicide missions, though when one dies, they are regenerated into a new body with most of their memories. Pattinson will star alongside, will star alongside a stack cast, including Naomi Aki, Tony Collette, Mark Ruffalo, and Stephen Young. I've got bad news for John Wick fans. Due to John Wick creator stat, Chad Salhelski and director Len Wiseman wanting to film more action sequences, the John Wick spin-off Ballerina, ha- Ballerina has pirouetted away from its June 7, 2024 date all the way to June 6, 2025, 364 days later. Starring Ana de Armas, Angelica Houston, Gabrielle Byrne, the late Lance Reddick in his final film role, Norman Reedus, Ian McShane and Keanu Reeves, the actioner has the date to itself at least for now. But Lionsgate is not leaving that spot wide open. The studios made the Crow remake fly into that June 7th spot. Get it? Crow? Fly? Yeah, that's lame, I know. I repeat, the Crow remake is swooping into theaters this June. The movie starring Bill Sarsgaard, FKA Twigs, Jordan Bulger, and Danny Houston and based on James James O'Brien James O'Barr's graphic novel will be out June seventh and faces New Line horror film The Watchers. Jacqueline Jacqueline Phoenix and Rooney Mara are expecting their second child. 
The new little one will join Big Brother River, who was born in 2020. Dinorific News Jurassic Park fans, AV Club revealed February 20th, returning to his roots, e.g. directing movies where a big lizard stomps around smooshing humans in cars and stuff, Gary Edwards will direct the next installment of the beloved, off-quoted, and well-remembered Jurassic World series. Per The Hollywood Reporter, Universal and Amblin are looking to get this thing out the door and forgotten about by July 22nd, by July 2nd, 2025. So presumably, someone had the bright idea to bring in a Godzilla guy and took an early lunch. Previously, it was reported that David Leach, director of the original John Wick and the director of the upcoming Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling movie, The Fall Guy, was in talks for the role of Park Custodian. Edwards has history with giant creatures as they feature in his directorial debut film Monsters and the 2014 Godzilla movie. Deadline.com reported hours ago, in what would mark Alejandro's Inaritu's first English-language pick since his smash hit The Revenant, sources tell Deadline Warner Brothers and Legendary Entertainment are in negotiation for an untitled Alejandro G. Inaritu film starring Tom Cruise. The film is being produced and directed by Inaritu with a new script he co-wrote in 2023 with Sabina Berman as well as Alexander Dinalarius and Nicholas Giacobon, his co-writers on Birdman, reuniting a decade later. This also marks the first film for Cruz, who will also produce, following the announcement of his strategic partnership with Warner Brothers last month. It's expected Legendary will also produce. This project is being treated as top secret, with no plot details available at this time other than it being a new original story written by Inaritu. What is known is that in recent weeks, the Oscar-winning director has been taking meetings with a select few actors, with Cruz being one of the first. The A-list movie star has been hungry to fund the next project and moved quickly to get a meeting with Inaritu once he was made aware the director was moving forward with his next big studio film. Big news for Beatles and Choco Taco fans. Variety.com declared February 20th, John, Paul, George and Ringo will each be the subject of a different upcoming feature film. Director Sam Mendes plans to make four separate movies, one from each Beatles member's point of view. They will intersect to tell the astonishing story of the greatest band in history, leading up to their 1970 breakup, according to a press release. Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, and the families of the late John Lennon and George Harrison have granted full Life story and music rights for the scripted films. I'm honored to be telling the story of the greatest rock band of all time and excited to challenge the notion of what constitutes a trip to the movies. Mendes, the Oscar-nominated filmmaker of American Beauty, war drama 1917, and James Bond film Skyfall Inspector said in a statement, The films are due for release in 2027. Wonderful news, Choco Taco fans. The discounted dessert is making a comeback. NJ.com announced February 20th 
a fan favorite ice cream treat made by Klondike that was discontinued in 2022 is now seeing a resurgence under a new company. Klondike has retired the Choco Taco for now, although it's hinted at bringing the treat back two years ago. But now an ice cream company in Portland, Oregon, is teaming up with Taco Bell to bring the beloved treat back. Beginning in the summer of 2024, Salt and Star is making its own version of Choco Taco with cinnamon ancho ice cream, hardened chocolate, and toasted brown rice. You can also customize your Choco Taco experience with dipping sauces. Salt and Straw, which is primarily based on the West Coast and has a location in Miami, posted on Instagram revealing their new creation. Even though Salt and Straw is primarily a West Coast chain, you can order their tacos online and they will be available nationwide. Taco Bell has not yet announced when they'll start selling the dessert tacos, however. Variety.com also announced February 20th, director Martin Scorsese's will be back in front of the camera. And this time, it won't just be a cameo or playing himself. The legendary director has a small but powerful part in Julian Schnabel's crime mystery in the hands of Dante. He plays an elderly sage who has a powerful influence on Dante Alighieri as he pans the Divine Comedy. The movie also stars Oscar Isaac, Al Pacino, Jason Moma, Gal Gadot, and Gerald Butler. The official trailer and character posters for Eli Ross' film adaptation of the popular video game Borderlands dropped yesterday. Collider.com announced Tuesday Poor Things director Yogos Lanthimos and his Best Actress nominee Emma Stone are working together again. The Greek director is directing a remake of the 2003 South Korean sci-fi comedy Save the Green Planet. Stone is going to star in it, but she'll be a supporting character, not the lead role. The two will already have their next film before the upcoming remake ready. She, along with Willem Dafoe, Hunter Schaffer, and Jesse Plemons, star in his anthology film, Kinds of Kindness. Most likely, the film will arrive in theaters sometime in this year. It's time for this week's Best Picture Contender. Today's focus is the only one of the 10 Best Picture nominees that was filmed right here in Massachusetts. Alexander Payne's dramedy, The Holdovers, with Best Actor nominee Paul Giamatti, Best Supporting Actress nominee Divine Joy Randolph, and Dominic Cesa. Set in the winter of 1970, going into early 1971, it centers on a grumpy history teacher at an elite New England boarding school who's forced to stay on campus over the holidays with a grieving cook and a troubled student who has no place to go for the Christmas break. It opened up stateside October 27, 2023, and made $39 million. 
The acclaimed film, available on DVD, has been showered in numerous accolades, including two wins at both the BAFTA and Golden Globe Awards, including Best Supporting Actress wins for Randolph. It is up for five awards at the Oscars. According to IMDb.com, numerous scenes were shot at Fairhaven High School in Fairhaven, Massachusetts during the school's February break in 2022. At the time, the area got a snowstorm to the film Chris Joy, since multiple scenes take place during a snowstorm. They took full advantage, and the snow scene in the film was from the actual snowstorm. Did you know that this is Dominic Sessa's on-screen debut? He'd only acted in stage, on stage in plays at his alma mater, Deerfield Academy, in Deerfield, Massachusetts, before this film. Dissatisfied with normal casting auditions, the filmmakers chose to reach out to drama departments in the places where they were location shooting, location scouting, and discovered him in an open call audition. They also ended up using Deerfield Academy to film several scenes. In theaters on February 23rd, 2024, is the faith-based drama Ordinary Angels with Hilary Swank and Alan Richson. This film tells the incredible true story of one woman's sheer determination. Sharon is a fierce but very much struggling hairdresser in a small Kentucky town. She discovers a new sense of purpose when she meets widower Ed, who works super hard to support his two young daughters, with the younger one being extremely ill and having medical issues. When the worst snowstorm in Kentucky history hits, when the young girl is awaiting a much-needed liver transplant, she sets her mind to helping the family with the town's help. What unfolds is the inspiring tale of faith, everyday miracles, and ordinary angels. Also revving its way into theaters on Friday is the comedy road film Driveway Away Dolls with Margaret Qualley, Geraldine Visawanathan, Beanie Feldstein, Matt Damon, Pedro Pascal, Coleman Domingo, and Bill Camp. After a harsh breakup with her ex-girlfriend, uninhibited, free-spirited woman Jamie needs a change of pace. She decides to drag her quiet, rule-minded friend, Marion, who really needs to learn to loosen up, on an impromptu road trip to Tallahassee. But things get totally out of control when they get the wrong rental at a car rental place and end up entwined with a group of wannabe but really inept criminals. According to IMDb.com, this is the first film directed by Ethan Cohen without any involvement of his brother, Joel Cohen. Coming into limited release Friday, February 23rd, is the dark fantasy action anime movie, Demon Slayer to the Hashira Training. The direct sequel... It's the direct sequel to the anime's third season, and based on the Swordsman, Smith, and Hashira training arc of the 2016 to 2020 Magna, Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yabia. It's the third film 
of the series after 2020's Demon Slayer, Kimichi no Yabia, the movie Mugen Train, and last year's Kimi- Demon Slayer, Kimichiyo Yaba to the Swordsmith Village. Set after Swordsmith Village, Tanjiro Kamado undergoes a super intense training regime with the stone Hashira Gome Hanjima in his quest to become a Hashira. Meanwhile, the Demon King, Muzin Kibutsuya, and the three other Kazuki members, Kokushibo, Doma and Akaza began looking for the Yubayashiki family and Nezuko. And speaking of anime films, Deadline.com stated yesterday, G-Kids announced on Wednesday that it will soon be bringing the end of Evangelion, the feature follow-up to Hidaki Anno's influential anime series, Neon Genesis Evangelion, to North American theaters for the first time. The film will be screened in its original Japanese language with English subtitles, vowing in select theaters nationwide on March 17th and 20th. Premiering in Japan in 1995, Neon Genesis Evangelion follows the story of Shinji Akari, a reluctant teenager who is recruited by the shadowy organization Nerve to pilot a giant biomechanical robot called an Evangeline to defend Tokyo-3 from monstrous beings known as angels. As Shinji grapples with his complex relationships with his distant father, Gendo, and his enigmatic fellow pilots, Rei and Asuka, he is forced to confront his own fears, insecurities, and the existential questions raised by apocalyptic battles he faces. The End of Evangeline was originally released in 1997 as an alternative ending to the series, remaking its final two episodes. Oompa loompa doopity dee, Wonka sings and dances his way to DVD, but not until the 27th of February. After a very successful run, Paul King's musical, Fantasy comedy Wonka starring Timothy Chalamet, Keegan-Michael Key, Matt Lucas, Olivia Coleman, Calla Lane, Patterson Joseph, Hugh Grant, Sally Hawkins, Rowan Atkinson, and Matthew Bainton arrives on DVD next Tuesday. The December 15th release made 608 million boxes of chocolates worldwide becoming 2023's eighth highest-grossing film. The world knows of Roald Dahl's famous chocolate maker Willy Wonka, perhaps his most famous character, and has seen and have seen him portrayed on screen by Gene Wilder in 1971's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory and Johnny Depp in 2005's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But how did the famous chocolatier start? This origin story follows poor young Willie as he arrives at a city celebrated for its chocolates. He has an ambitious dream to open his own chocolate shop and fulfill a promise he made to his late mother. But this is easier said than done, for the cho- city's industry is run by a trio 
of greedy chocolate makers. The chocolate cartel run the city with a tight, sticky, chocolatey iron grip and don't like outsiders intruding on their business. How will Willie sell his chocolates now? According to IMDb.com, Timothy Chalamet got sick countless times during production because of how much chocolate and candy he had to eat. Did you know that he and Tom Holland were the two finalists for the Willy Wonka part? Oddly enough, they were also considered to play Spider-Man in the Universal Cinematic Universe. But the role went to Tom Holland. And for this last bit, let's focus on Netflix news. Yep, yep. Netflix's live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series with Gordon Cormier, Daniel DeCam, Kyle Wentio, Ian Osley, Dallas Liu, and Paul Sun Hung Lee is streaming on the service now. The four elemental nations, that is to say water, fire, air, air and earth, once live in heart harmoniously with the master of the elements the avatar keeping the key keeping the peace but that changed when the fire nation obliterated the air nomads the first step the firebenders took to ruling the world and the current avatar vanished hope returns when ang a young air nomad the last of his kind and the next avatar is found by soka and katara Siblings and members of the water, Southern Water Tribe. With his new friends, Aang embarks on a fantastical journey to save the world and fight back against the fearsome onslaught of Fire Lord Ozai. But with a driven crown prince Zuko determined to capture them, it won't be easy at all for them. According to IMDb.com, Daniel Day Kim. Kim previously voiced General Fong in the season two episode of the originally animated series called The Avatar States. He also did seven episodes of The Legend of Korra voicing Hiroshi Sato. And did you know that Gordon Cormier, who plays Aang, was born after the original series concluded? Pokemon fans rejoice. GameSpot.com announced February 20th Pokemon Concierge, Netflix chooses you for more episodes. The stop-motion series will be receiving additional episode stories in the future after initially debuting December 28th on the streaming service. The official Netflix account on X, formerly known as Twitter, announced that new episodes are in production for the show. It's almost been a year since the unveiling of Pokemon Concierge, which follows a young woman named Haru looking after Pokemon at a resort. In addition, a Pokemon Presents live stream was also confirmed for the end of the month. It's possible a teaser for these new Pokemon Concierge episodes could pop up during the digital event February 27th. There are also rumors of Pokemon Black and White remakes on the way. For those unaware, February 27th is National Pokemon Day. As the first games in the franchise, Pokemon Blue and Red launched on this date in Japan in 1996. It's alive! It's alive!
Collider.com announced February 21st, Gumero del Toro's Frankenstein is one step closer to becoming a reality, with the filmmaker announcing that filming for his next project has begun through his social media accounts. With a selfie standing in the middle of a snowy field, del Toro has let audiences know that cameras are now rolling for the latest adaptation of the timeless story written by Mary Shelley. Frankenstein will mark del Toro's first film since Pinocchio was released, as the filmmaker sets his version of the monster story apart from previously adaptation thanks to his signature visual style and love for unsolved mysteries. Frankenstein has remained a passion project for del Toro for some time, and the Mexican filmmakers finally gathered a powerful cast to bring the story to life. Jacob Elordi recently replaced Andrew Garfield in the role of the monster, joining Oscar Isaac, Mia Goth, and Christoph Waltz as part of the cast. Isaac is set to play Dr. Victor Frankenstein himself as the scientist who pushes the boundaries between life and death with his unconventional experiments. The rest of the film's cast characters... The rest of the film's characters haven't been revealed yet. And judging by the cold locations the director has visited while scouting for places to film, it looks like Dr. Frankenstein and his creation story will be set in a distant and mysterious place. The trailer for Lindsay Lohan's next rom-com, Irish Wish, dropped early this week. And last but not least, speaking of streaming services, behold Aquaman fans, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will make a splash on the Mac streaming service in less than a week's time. The film arrives on the, on the service on February 27th. That's all for this week's news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe, watch lots of movies, and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now, my minions.